welcome to Standing in the Sun. I am your host, Brittany Humes. If you're a small business owner and a parent, you know all too well just how easy it is to lose yourself in the daily grind of juggling work and family. I know firsthand that it's possible to step out of the trenches of motherhood and into the warmth of the sun. Join me as I share my journey of rediscovery and shining a light on the things that help me reclaim my sense of self. Whether you're a fellow mompreneur or simply looking for inspiration to live your best life, Standing in the Sun is the podcast for you. Let the warmth of this podcast guide you towards a brighter and more fulfilling life. Hi guys, welcome back. This is episode number two of Standing in the Sun. I'm Brittany Humes. Again, I am so glad you're here. This still feels so surreal to be doing. So if you're listening, whether you know me personally or whether you just found me through these apps, I am so beyond grateful that you are here. If you haven't listened to episode one, I highly recommend going back and listening to the episode because that episode was designed and recorded to kind of set the tone for the current season of life that I am in. And it kind of gives a little bit of a backstory about how this podcast was dreamed up, what it all entails, and what we are planning to do with it. So if you haven't listened to episode number one, I encourage you to do that. Let's dive right in. So today I wanted to kind of talk a little bit more in depth about the tools that I have used to create this genuinely happy life that I'm currently walking in. Now I want to start by saying I am not where I want to be in life right? There are so many things in my life that I am still working on. There's so much work that I'm doing inwardly that I'm still healing from past traumas. I am still, I'm so everybody, me included, we're a work in progress, right? So I want to start by saying I don't have every secret to having this crazy successful and genuinely happy life. I'm not perfect. I wake up on days and I'm like, man, today is a really heavy day. This particular week has been extremely exhausting. We've had some germs and some sickness in my house, which then has put a lot of additional responsibilities on my plate when I already had a very busy week and demanding week scheduled. So meeting those demands of my heavy week that I had scheduled on top of picking up, um, additional responsibilities, very challenging. And this week I was very, very challenged. I was very exhausted. I was very overwhelmed. But you know what? I was so beyond grateful and I tried so hard to find the gratitude in the fact that I am able to stay home with my children and make those changes as needed. So very, very blessed in that aspect. So diving into those tools that I was talking about, um, the number one tool that has brought me so much peace and clarity in my healing journey and in my path to greatness, hands down, has been journaling. Um, There is something so releasing and just so calming about at the end of the day, whether you're sitting in your favorite lounge chair, whether you're in, in bed wherever you choose to have this moment of reflection, I cannot recommend journaling enough. And it is not something that anybody ever needs to see. This is the, when you are journaling, this is a very private, it's a very raw, 
It's a very intimate thing, right? You're, you're writing down and there doesn't have to be any rhyme or reason. You can just vent your thoughts. You can do a reflection on your day and how, what went well, what didn't go well, what you want to work on. If that's kind of the way your brain works. My brain doesn't really work with guided journaling. I have a whole Pinterest board for guided journaling and I've tried to do it. It just feels forced to me, but some people really like a guide when it comes to journaling. Some people really enjoy having specific questions and then requiring themselves to think about that question and their answer. I don't really like that. It's not really my style of journaling. I usually use journaling as kind of like a brain and emotional dump. So I, when I journal, it's mainly things, um, just kind of writing down how I felt that day, um, what caused those emotions that day, how I can make tomorrow a better day, what I'm looking forward to tomorrow, and kind of a little bit of a gratitude post. Like, this didn't go well today. This is where it went wrong. This is how I can handle it better next time. And what am I most thankful for about today? And that really puts me into a mind of contentment that even on those really hard days, there's always something to be grateful for, even on the really freaking hard days. And just writing that down and having that, you know, that outlet has been incredible for me. So number one has been journaling. If you don't have a journal, please, please, please go get one. Any notebook, it doesn't have to be anything fancy, but if you're anything like me, you have to have all the cutest things in my journal. It's really ridiculously cute. And I got it on Amazon. Okay, so number two. So after journaling, kind of being able to, you know, put my thoughts down on paper and get that out of out of my system, another huge thing has been nutrition. Now, I will preface by saying I have never really enjoyed the process of cooking. I am not, it's not something that I enjoy. Um, primarily, I love to cook. Let me, let me clarify. I love to cook. I do not like to clean up after cooking. It feels when I have to cook a meal, whether it be for myself, my kids, whoever, it feels like the biggest task because especially when the kids are home you know like when they don't have school or something and you're you're cooking breakfast lunch and dinner it seems like as soon as you get breakfast cleaned up it's time to cook lunch and then as soon as you get lunch cleaned up it's time to cook dinner and it is feels like such a I don't know it's just not enjoyable to me the, the whole process but I started getting out of my own head with that and I started really focusing on Uh, getting food in the house that I would want to eat. And what that means for me is just, I went through our cabinets and our fridge and our pantry and I just got rid of anything that, I just purged everything. I got rid of all the junk, not all of it, because I do have kids. I'm going to blame them. Um, primarily my daughter, she got her mama's sweet, sweet tooth, but primarily I got rid of a lot of junk. Um, this was probably before Christmas. Um, I stopped drinking pop. Um, last February I stopped drinking alcohol. Now I do still have a little bit of alcohol in the house just because I just don't want to throw it away. 
I guess. I don't know. But I stopped drinking pop. I stopped drinking alcohol. Um, I've been really, really conscious about what I am allowing into my body nutritionally. And that, I would say, has been the hardest hurdle in my journey is I usually, if you're anything like me, (laughs) you'll do great all day long. You'll plan your meals, you'll plan your snacks, everything will be great. And then come nighttime, you're like, man, I really want a snack. And it's never like, oh, a yogurt sounds good or a banana or some apple slices. And none of that ever sounds good at night, right? It's always like, I want some ice cream or I want some chocolate. Or for me, my weakness of all things, I am like a sweet tarts like I love chewy sweet tarts I love fruit snacks like gushers like all the stuff that's so incredibly terrible for you (laughs) those are the snacks that I crave late at night so yes I got rid of so much stuff and I started putting things in my cabinets and my fridge and my pantry that I wanted to eat so my fridge right now is stocked with really good Um, We drink a mixture of almond milks and some really high quality cow's milk. I use the cow's milk for a lot of my protein shakes because it has additional protein. Um, I use it to make some smoothies sometimes and some different things, but lots and lots of fresh fruit. So strawberries, raspberries, blueberries. My kids probably eat, between the two of them, probably eat two to four apples a day. Um, Some oranges, some grapes, just tons of really fresh fruit has been um, a really good thing for for me to have in the house. Um, I've also been reading um, labels a lot more. It is ridiculously amazing to me how much of our food here in America is not actual food. I mean, just something as silly as the taco seasoning that I was using. I was reading the ingredients in my taco seasoning a couple months back and I started like googling what they were and it was disgusting like so many preservatives I'm like it's it's freaking taco seasoning are you kidding me I just assumed that it was full of fresh spices nope that's not the case same thing with the taco shells that I was buying literally on the side of the El Paso taco shell box it said It was manufactured with bioengineered ingredients. I'm like, what the heck does that mean? Bioengineered ingredients means the ingredients in those taco shells was made in a freaking lab. And I'm like, okay, if I'm going to be real about how I feel emotionally and physically, I can't be eating food that was made in a lab. (laughs) Like, I just can't. And and this is no judgment if you eat El Paso (laughs) taco shells or whatever, I am not casting any judgment. But for me, being aware of my food and what I was putting into my body was a huge, huge, huge component to that. So journaling and being aware of what I was putting into my body nutritionally. Um, The next thing was, this may sound really silly, but for me, um, for someone who uses their phone as much as I do, I put a really inspirational, uh, a very inspirational quote as the background image on my phone. And 
the one on my phone currently um, is a beautiful script and it says you are enough and I did that just because I you know I had a winter picture of my kids on my on my home screen and I wanted to change it because you know we're getting into spring and stuff like that and I was looking for like a photo backdrop and I was like you know what I'm going to put something inspirational on there and my current one like I said it says you are enough and it was such it is such a great way that every time I pick up my phone which is probably a thousand times a day right every time I pick up my phone I am reminded that I am enough and what a powerful affirmation to see and read multiple times a day. So something simple. It doesn't have to be that particular one. Um, Pinterest, if you just type in phone backgrounds or inspirational phone backgrounds, there will be hundreds of ones that you can save to your phone and make your background. And it has been really, really cool. Um, and my last thing that has really been... Um, a huge component and I think that this kind of goes without saying but just carving time out for yourself diving into that self-care component whether it's and you know self-care looks like so many different things for so many different people what is self-care to you may not be self-care to somebody else it doesn't have to be a day at the spa. It can be. A day at the spa sounds very rejuvenating. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be as elaborate as that. It can be something as simple as going for a walk on your lunch break and not going to the to the lunchroom with colleagues and just hearing about the latest gossip. It can be taking yourself out to lunch just by yourself. I used to despise going out to lunch by myself or going out to a meal by myself. Now it's one of my favorite things to do. There are so many times where I'm out running errands and I will specifically plan my errands around going to lunch by myself. One of my favorite places for lunch is Aladdin's and there's one down in like there's one in Canada, in Belden, if you're local, Belden Village. And I will specifically do my errands in Belden so that I can reward myself with lunch at Aladdin's by myself. And uh, that fills my cup probably way more, aside from a workout. Workout is re- Working out is really fulfilling to me. But going to lunch by myself has been... It's, it's like, for me, it's the ultimate self-care. If I get to go out to a meal by myself and I don't have to talk to anybody, I don't have to cook it, I don't have to clean up after it, I don't have to talk to anybody other than my server, it's, it's fabulous. And if you haven't done it, I highly, highly recommend doing it. Um, but yeah, just taking, carving out time. It doesn't need to be every single day because that's not realistic, especially if you're a mom or a parent. Um, it, it's not realistic to do something for yourself like that every single day but something as simple as setting your alarm for 30 minutes earlier and getting up before your kids or the rest of your household and just enjoying a cup of coffee by yourself and if that turns into you excuse me if that turns into you having that cup of coffee and journaling great it can just be just a moment of quiet and stillness before the day begins and all the responsibilities of your day come rushing over you whatever 
that you think is going to bring you that is going to fill that cup a little bit more. And I used to despise that saying you can't pour from an empty cup because it's just, it's so overused, but it's so true. You cannot pour into others with an empty cup. And self-care is the most basic form of self-love that there is. If you're a mom, you cannot be the best mom possible to those children if your cup is empty. If you're a wife, you cannot be a great wife to your husband if your cup is empty. So many responsibilities fall on our shoulders that we are required to pour into. And as women, we are naturally wired to be these nurturers and these lovers and these pleasers and all these things. But if your cup is empty and you're not taking care of yourself on the most... On the most basic levels, everything else in your life is going to suffer because of it. And it is just one of those really hard truths. So again, take care of yourself. And it took me years and years and years to truly understand the magnitude and the weight of that. It seemed like no matter what I did, I didn't have time to go to the gym I didn't have time to take myself out to lunch. I didn't have time to schedule a pedicure. Make the time. Whether it's asking your parents to watch your children for an hour, whether it's paying a babysitter for an hour. I know what that feels like as a newer mom, that guilt of hiring a babysitter so that you can go get lunch and a pedicure by yourself. I know that feels really wrong. Mama, I promise you... When you get back from that lunch or that pedicure or that gym session or whatever it is that you're choosing to show up for yourself in, when you get back to those babies, you're going to be such a better mom. And what more, I'm getting emotional thinking about it, what more can we do for our children than to show up as the best version of ourselves, right? Your children need you to be okay. And if we're not taking care of ourselves, we cannot take care of them. So, now that I'm bawling my eyes out on my second episode here, um, I just, I, I wanted to share those things because they have been monumental for me. The journaling, the proper nutrition, the self-care, all the things. And... I hope that you are able to resonate with this message today and it's something that you are going to work towards. Um, I would love to hear from you, whether it's in the comment section or whether you guys subscribe to the podcast. Um, It would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave a review, however you're listening. If you could leave a review on the podcast, it would help me out so very much. Um, And as always, thanks for being here and I can't wait to do it again. Bye.